this is episode 506 of the Pixelated Sausage Podcast for Friday, August 3rd, 2018. I am your host, Mark Jenez. And today, I don't think I'm going to be talking about all that much. I think the last few episodes have been longer than usual, around a half hour and whatnot. And I have a feeling this episode is going to be 10 minutes, if that, because I haven't had much time to do much of anything and i've only really played no man's sky some things that i can't talk about yet which sucks for creating content and whatnot but i do have more movie crap to talk about which i'm sure is oh so exciting and news wise there's not a lot going on i'm looking up news and trying to find some video game news um, but nothing really stands out. Uh, Gamefly is removing their streaming service and at the end of August. And apparently, the entire team, or a lot of the team behind that, has transitioned or will be transitioning to EA and creating their uh, streaming service. The streaming service itself is not going along with that acquisition, but I had no idea if that was already known, which then would have just made it very it would have made this no surprise at all but i don't know anyone who ever used gamefly streaming service and i'm shocked it's been around this long in in a way it's like oh the future is streaming and yet gamefly the the rental service is getting out of the streaming service but at the same time it's it's not a it's it's not a death sentence for a streamer like a, a bad sign because that team is just transitioning to ea which i think is a much better place to be uh as i think a lot of publishers will be wanting to i don't know it, it's going to be weird how streaming and all this stuff works because say xbox was a streaming only platform in the future but i think they still want to have the hard have the two options but if Xbox and PlayStation did streaming, like what would would they just be their first party things and then you'd have to do a bunch of individual publisher things? It'd be like a cable subscription where you get your basic package and maybe you get some things from all these other ones, but then you have to buy like, okay, I want the sports package, I want the Madden pack, you know, I want the EA package, I want the Activision package. I don't really care about uh, you know, some people who don't care about Japanese games, you know, I don't need the Atlas package, but I want this package, etc. I don't, that's weird. Thinking about that now, it's like a cable subscription and you're just buying all these different packages and, uh, I don't like that. I really, streaming just to me sounds like it's something that would take many years to actually work where the infrastructure and the speed of internet is to the point where it, one, looks incredible because like if you have a 4k tv if you have an x like you're going to be streaming 4k quality visuals with zero lag and i don't know if there's anywhere in this country that you could do that um yeah probably like a few of the like what kansas or whatever where they have that google fiber maybe i guess like i don't know how i don't know what the speeds need to be to stream perfectly 4k visuals but i also think that streaming regardless still just there's there's going to be that bit of delay and processing and compression and all that that will make it degrade the the quality a little bit i'm sure 
for most people it won't be noticeable but to the people who i think who care it's going to be very noticeable because they they notice those kind of things so that was one bit of news and then i don't know evo's starting uh i guess up which is the whole fighting thing and the only reason i bring that up is because i mentioned it in the player one podcast discord that i only realized a few minutes ago that evo is short for evolution and it's like the evolution championship of whatever year so it's the evolution championship of 2018 i had no idea no idea and i feel stupid for it but i also kind of wish i could go back to the days where i didn't know that evo sounds nice evolution just sounds weird and maybe it's because you say evolution one i think of the ghostbusters-esque movie starring david duchovny julianne moore i believe uh orlando not bloom orlando jones i think was his name and sean william scott and also dan Aykroyd as the mayor with all the aliens and whatnot and he's singing to the the bird in the mall and it, i remember it being okay um and also of course the uh not so great game from the people who made left for dead uh that was evolution right uh but yeah it's short for evolution and it's so weird but i never i've never paid attention to esports or anything like that so my only exposure to evo was through podcasts and people talking about them on there and they never said evolution they only ever said evo because why would they say anything else um but yeah that's a thing it's just i don't know I, don't, I really don't know what to talk about and i do need to do like i i'm not going to skip an episode because i feel like that would be poopy but uh a lot of stuff came out about madden and i think some nba stuff and nhl that's exciting isn't it no it's not spider-man details came out which have tempered my excitement a bit because the bits where you're playing as Mary Jane and Peter Parker don't sound like they'll be particularly fun. Uh, especially the Mary Jane things. Because they, they mentioned, I was listening to the Game Informer show and they were talking about how it's her bit in the, in this, in the like four hours they played was a lot of stealth stuff. I'm not, I don't know. Uh, Andrew Reiner said it felt good. It was it was a good solid stealth, but I question whenever stealth is involved, whether or not it's actually good. Um, I'm not a huge fan of forced stealth. If I had the option to play something stealthily, but I can choose not to, I'm I'm a big fan of that. But being forced to and having just constant failure states, I'm not excited about that. And then. On the topic of stealth, optional stealth, I'm super excited. I just have to wait for it to go on sale now. But I've been waiting for this for a very long time because I wanted to go back to it. But I, I just, I'm always more excited when a game hits backward compatibility than having to return, like turn on my 360 again. I don't want to do that. And I, I do have the disc, so I could just put the disc in. But I would like to just own it digitally anyway. Uh because I'm, I'm pretty sure I would like it. I don't know why I, ne I never got around to it. It's the only one in the series I did not play at all. And I'm still not mentioning what it is. Uh, Double Agent and Blacklist Splinter Cell 
Blacklist and Splinter Cell Double Agent have both hit backward compatibility on Xbox One. Super excited about that. I like that they do trickle out these new compatible games every now and again. I wish they did that for original Xbox as well, but it seems like they hold what they're going to release there until some big update or whatnot and then release a, a chunk at a time as opposed to just releasing one or two at a time randomly, sporadically, without much fanfare or anything. So that kind of sucks because I, I would love for the original Splinter Cell games to hit backward compatibility game via original Xbox um, and, and a good chunk of other ones. I'm, I, I'm way more excited and interested in original Xbox games hitting backward compatibility at this point because there there are a good chunk there's a good chunk of original Xbox games I just never got around to but also because I have an X the the games look incredible they the they're of course they they are of course aged but they are so sharp and crisp and they look really good for being as old as they are so I would like to see that. And then No Man's Sky, playing more of that. Crossed the 25-hour mark, I believe. And, yeah, I'm just going along. The, the one funny thing that happened to me that I really got a chuckle out, chuckle out of is when I got a mission from some alien. I think it was a Gek in a, one of those stations on ships that have like a, a vendor and like a bar area and someone just chilling in a in a seat or it might have been not one of those but it doesn't matter re regardless but he put he sent me on a mission to find a missing person for him so i accepted the mission i walked out of the building and then the the mission marker told me to go back in the building and then i went and talked to that guy again and he was the missing person and i said yeah blah 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 like here go do this or whatever then I walked back out, mission marker sent me back in, went back in, and told them that my mission was a success. So I had to find the missing person who was, in fact, the person who sent me on the mission to find said missing person who was the person who sent me on the mission to find said person who was missing but not missing and is himself. I thought that was funny. I'm sure that was not the intention of that mission but just uh, a bug but i appreciate that because it allowed me to complete a mission without doing anything and anytime i can complete a mission and get a reward for doing literally nothing except walking a few steps i will always take that but um i am still enjoying the hell out of the game and i have decided i've declared at this point because i've visited maybe four five galaxies but I was almost going to name one of the planets finally, but I decided not to because I want to start naming things and do it in a fresh galaxy where everything I find will be named. Not like, okay, there's this one planet I'm going to name. Uh, so I was holding off on that because there was a, my first cold planet and I was, I was going to name it. Like, I'm just going to start naming everything puns. And I was like, for whatever reason, thinking about Batman, and Robin or Batman Forever, whichever one had Arnold Schwarzenegger as, uh, what is his name? It's not, it's not Iceman, right? What is it? Is it Mr. Ice? Why can't I think of the name of that villain now? That's frustrating. It's not Captain Ice. 
Cap isn't Captain Ice the the Flash one? It's not Iceman. It's not Mr. Ice. Isn't Mr. It's, oh, they all sound stupid. But I was going to name the planet Ice to meet you. Even though that's a stupid name for a planet. How does that make sense? But, you know, it's kind of, it's welcoming. It's like the planet's saying, it's nice to meet you. But without the end. And it's like, hey, come on in. We're happy to see you. So, I'm going to start doing that. Even though, I'm really, in all the the people I've heard talk about the game, I've never heard anyone say they've run into another person's planet and their discoveries and all that so i'm wondering how likely it is to ever get to that point um part of me wants to and part of me really doesn't because i like discovering things and getting that sweet credit boost from it all and the nanites and all that jazz so if you if you did get to a point where you start running into pre all uh previously discovered planets and fauna and flora and all that you're not going to get any of those bonuses so that would suck but it would be kind of fun to see what people if they do name them what they name them and all that um but i i just i've never experienced anyone talking about that other than i'm sure people who uh proactively jump into another person's game or play with friends they're going to see stuff i wonder how that works too if you join someone's game in no man's sky if you discovered first like like it would be weird i would i would if i was playing with somebody i would just be trying to take away all their potential discoveries if i was playing with someone too and i was in their game in their galaxy i'm not sure if that's like if you if you join someone's game you're joining their session but i would just find everything i could and just try to name it the worst things possible i would just say everything like like if i was playing with rich one of my friends um i would just be like you suck rich racing sucks like everything that I can think of that would just annoy the hell out of them. But No Man's Sky is still an absolute wonderful, wonderful time. And uh, I haven't. I, I did have one issue where the game slowed down a bit and loading my save again fixed it. So that was a bit weird. I don't know if it was like something triggered it to just like tax the resources for some reason or whatever. And it just, no matter what I did, I just had to load the game again and then everything was fine. But that's the only real performance issue I've had in my 25 hours of play. Uh, and I'm playing on the Xbox One X. Uh, and they, they did a release. One thing that's annoying too is that in the, I guess, the latest update, it fixed a bug where I purchased a few, uh, uh, what are they, data? Not the data pods, not navigation pods, the... What are the names of those stupid pods? The exosuit pods. Drop pods. I bought a few of those uh, tokens, no uh, whatever, that allow you to use your signal booster to find drop pods, which are where you can get exosuit upgrades. And there was a bug or whatever where I could, I'd have them in my inventory, and when I'd use them in the signal booster, they wouldn't actually go away they wouldn't be used they'd still stay there i would get the bonus i'd get the benefit of using them and finding a drop pod but they wouldn't be removed from, from my inventory and now that's gone so that sucked but i i got to use that a dozen plus times without that happening so i did get a lot of free usage out of that while it was not fixed but now it's gone and that's a bit sad but i think i'm done using those anyway just because 
the thing that the thing that I hate about No Man's Sky because there are a lot of little nitpicky things. As much as I love the game, there are a lot of little things. It's like, oh, this could be refined. Is that when you use that, it can still find something you've already discovered and something that you've already discovered using the signal booster. So you could, like, if you if you have the signal booster out right next to a drop pod and you say, find me a drop pod, it will find the one right next to you. And I feel like the game should be smart enough to not do that. And discoveries you already found on the map, wherever, they should be grayed out. There should be some kind of uh, visual distinction that tells you, I've already been here, and I've already used this. Like, you find a drop pod, you've gotten the upgrade, it's already there. I don't want to go there again, because there's no reason for me to go there. So just make sure I know that this isn't. Because when you're flying around and just going in 360 degrees of directions, you're going to get turned around, and if you are a little bit farther away and you use that and it finds you something you're not going to be completely sure that you've already discovered something and it can be frustrating if you can't get a good angle in your ship to try and see in to see if it's red inside that shows you've used it and then you have to waste a little bit of fuel your launcher fuel to actually land and get out of your ship and look in the the drop pod so that could be frustrating but you know there are there are like little things like that that could just be improved to make the overall experience better but yeah still loving that game and now moving on to movies and all that jazz as i continue watching comedies and whatnot i was re-watching napoleon dynamite and it wasn't really doing much for me i think there's some potential in there but i'm like eh, i don't this i like i don't know if i ever really liked it uh it was one of those movies that everyone loved and so i just was like okay uh, i guess i can see why people like this so i'm gonna like it too i think i don't know because there there's so many of these movies i haven't seen in forever and, and the one i most recently watched was wayne's world which i think wayne's world is not a terrible movie but it's not a great movie it is very 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 okay Okay, it just sails along the same thing, and I think Mike Myers as Wayne is is really good. I think Danny Carvey Carvey as Garth is really trying, and I'm not a huge fan of him. Uh, and I think like the 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 skit, which for me was not one of my favorites, but it could be funny at times. Same could be said for the movie at, at times. The, some of the little jokes and whatnot can be pretty funny. I really enjoyed the sponsor gimmick where they're just talking about, you know what, I don't want to sell it on everything, but they're constantly selling out with everything else they're doing while talking about not wanting to sell it. I thought that was funny. When they're playing hockey in the middle of the street and they keep having to pick up the the net and take it off because the car's coming, I thought that was pretty funny. Um, but... I just found it to be rather stale, and it just wasn't doing much for me, uh, which I, I think is probably true for most of the SNL-based movies because, like, I don't like Blues Brothers, um, which I know is not a super popular opinion, but I really I don't care for it all that much at all. I, I like the opening where they're talking to the nun or whatever and keep swearing and she keeps smacking them. I find that very amusing. That's incredibly funny, but then the rest of the movie just doesn't 
do much for me at all. Uh, but like with Wayne's World, why I think it's resonated so much for me at least, and I'm wondering if it's the same for a lot of people, is that I saw the movie when I was very young. You know, I was like seven years old or whatever. And it was my introduction to Queen. And I think for a generation, it was their introduction to Queen. And that's very important to me. It makes the movie special for me, regardless of whether I think it's a great movie or not, because Queen is my favorite band. And I'm sure I would have heard of Queen and discovered them without Wayne's World, but who knows when that would have happened. And that scene in the movie is very infectious and it's it's delightful and it's a well done uh, a bit of lip syncing with the song and all that so I think the fact that I haven't seen it for over 10 years um, my thought that I really really loved it may have just been tied to the fact that I when I think about the movie all I ever think about is that scene and how much I love Queen and that movie is why I it's not why I love Queen but it's why I first started listening to Queen so that that's a bit it was a bit sad to realize I don't love it and it's it's making me worry and making me think okay maybe my next uh comedy to tackle series to tackle is the Austin Powers series which I really liked uh, the third one is definitely the weakest because it's just sort of very dependent uh, it's it's very overblown and overloaded and bloated and full of so many cameos and it feels very cameo heavy and just hey look at this cameo this cameo this cameo um, and I don't know if that's going to work there was something else I just watched that was very cameo heavy that was oh yeah i rewatched mars attack to see if i still like it and it's fine i remember loving it a lot more but i i realized watching this it's like okay well this is just like this movie is basically just hey look at a whole lot of actors you know in these various roles and they might die really quickly and all this and just isn't it funny and it's like it's not a. It's that's Mars Attack is definitely not a bad movie. It's it's a movie that's trying to be a bad movie. It, it's feeding off of that and all those campy old uh, monster alien movies and whatnot, and it does a good job of that. But it doesn't transcend that enough so that it's still actually kind of bad in its own right. Um, like it, it's something I would keep watching if it's on tv but i don't need to actually own it uh so yeah but i was watching more kevin smith movies and i've come to the realization that i think the only kevin smith movie i like is dogma i i while re-watching chasing amy i was left feeling very weird and upset about some things and uh the the way like it's it's a very polarizing movie and when i like it's been a while since i watched it and i never really like you know lgbt stuff and all that jazz was not something that i thought of deeply 
as a very young kid. And it, like it was a part of my life because I grew up in Boys Town essentially. My mother worked in Boys Town at a real estate agency that high, like half the employees were LGBT, and I was I've been in the Pride Parade a few times, and I've been to it many times. I am Q, though I feel like the LGBT community is not universally accepting of Q. Uh, and that, in part, that's why, like, I, you don't often, in my experience, you don't often hear the Q uh, included. It's just LGBT, and depending on who you're talking to or, where, you know, what news organization or whatnot you're watching, the Q may th be there or not. And I think my particular Q is something that is... In in my experience talking with people in the community and, and the way they've treated me is something that is not universally accepted, uh, me being uh, identifying as non-binary. And part of it is because appearance-wise, I look 100% like a straight white male, the, the most dis dis despicable of human beings. <laughs> um, and... There have been people who say, like, uh, one, I, there are people in j just who generalize non-binary and think of them as being, like, lazy, non-committal people who just can't pick something, and they don't like that about them. But then with me, the fact that I don't dress out and don't, like, oh, I'm not wearing nail polish or, like, doing something that has me wearing both gender clothing or stuff like that people are like oh you're just full of shit but i just wear what's comfortable um and i don't know like the to me it's to me associating the clothing with all of that is uh a, it's a bit like i don't identify as this because of my clothing the clothing doesn't represent my identification it's just how i feel as a human being I don't feel like a man. I don't feel like a woman. I don't understand. I really genuinely don't understand what that means to feel like one or the other. I don't get it. Um, you know, my favorite type of movie is a romantic movie. That, that's something that would not be uh, stereotypically associated with a male. You know, my, like I have so many... The the majority of the movies I own are romantic movies, romantic comedies, romantic dramas. My favorite movie of all time is Before Sunset from the greatest trilogy of all time, the Before Trilogy. I like a lot of uh, romantic comedies that are considered to be your chicky flicky things. He's just not that into? Yes, I will watch that. Kate and Leopold? Yes, very much so. I love that movie. Um, I could go on and on and list probably 50 plus right now. But nobody wants to hear me just list those. But um, it's it's just the way I feel in that I don't. I just feel like a a person, which is why I don't feel like identifying as either or. Um, I will say that I'm not a big fan of my penis. I think it, I think penis in general. I think penises in general are just weird. Don't get them. This is weird. You know I'm I'm. <clears throat> I'm happy that I have a penis because it is much easier than having the 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 other bits and boots 
it, like it's it's way easier so as annoying as i find it you know it's it's not the most annoying thing that i could have i don't have to deal with any other issues than just having a dangle there whatever i, th I said this is going to be a short episode and then i've just really rambled on i'm like i need to make this not a short episode so i've completely wasted all of your time but um yeah chasing amy is like i don't know i don't even know if i want to talk about it i'd have to really collect myself and not i, I don't want to sound like a complete idiot talking about it but then i also rewatched mall rats and i'm like oh man i remember loving this and being a, a, a big defender of it for so long it's not good it's poorly written the reason to watch it is for jason lee's performance because jason lee is great i love jason lee um but it's not a good movie it's a lot of, some there's some really really bad writing in it um but yeah i think that's a good place to end it because this this episode has gone all uh it's gonna end at over 30 minutes and that's a fucking joke jesus christ so that will do it for today's episode of the Pixelated Sausage Podcast. Once again, I am your host, Marcus Nez. Y'all can find me on Twitter, Instagram, Xbox Live, my on my list, Steam, Twitch, and all the usual places at PX Sausage. On PSN, I'm the Kush3. The site is, of course, pixelatedsausage.com, where you can find this podcast and the Pixelated Paranormal Podcast, which are both available on podcast services across the globe, like Stitcher Radio, Google Play, and Apple Podcasts. And if you'd like to check out some of the art I do, you can go over to pxsart.com and check it out there. And if you see something you like, there'll be a little link under the picture, which you can click, and it'll take you to where you can purchase a print of the piece you fancy. And if you fancy supporting the site in general and everything we do, like the art, like the podcast, like the whatever, you can go over to patreon.com slash pxs and support us that way. And that will do it for this episode. And so I'll say, bye.